everybody and welcome to another episode of On Air and today I'm really excited to be joined by the fantastic Sam Dunning. Um, Sam is the co-owner at WebChoice um, and he's also the host of the Business Growth Show, a podcast that I've been lucky enough to be a guest on but also enjoyed listening to for, for a long time so I've got to be on my best behaviour today because I've got the man of podcasts in front of me. Firstly Sam, thank you for joining us, welcome to the show. Hey Owen, thanks very much for having me on man, really appreciate it and looking forward to having a chat today. Yeah, really looking forward to it and we're going to get stuck into a topic which is naturally your, your your sweet spot, your absolute area of expertise. We're talking about SEO, we're talking about simplifying it for people who maybe aren't marketeers or SEO experts. So if you're in a sales role or a demand role or a revenue role and you want to understand how SEO can su support your growth journey, um, a great way to turn it into layman's terms for people that maybe aren't working in that sector. We're also going to look at how it can work as a great um, lead gentle and and, and um, you know linking that back to to the performance of your website and all those sorts of things. But ultimately, like always, we're talking about how do you grow your revenue and how does SEO contribute to that? Before we before we get into that exciting topic, let's do two minutes on Sam and WebChoice. Tell us who's Sam and, and who are WebChoice. Yeah, I'll give you the shortened version. So webchoiceuk.com, we basically help businesses increase their leads and their sales revenue through custom web design and SEO strategies. So we're, we're webchoiceuk.com. Um, otherwise, I run a little podcast called Business Growth Show, which each week we interview business leaders. We provide actionable tips across marketing to increase your sales, increase your bottom line. Um, no fluff. Uh, apart from that, I tend to post regularly on LinkedIn, providing actual marketing tips. And, and my passion really is digital. So helping businesses with their websites, with their organic SEO um, to hook idle clients, take them from just looking to converted. So mm. straight to your sales team or paid customers. Um, and that tends to be what, what we're about. Love it. Good stuff. So if you need a website, if you need SEO, Sam's the man to talk to. And at the end of this, we'll give you some guidance in terms of how you can get in touch with, with Sam or, or with WebChoice. So let's get stuck in because on this show, that's what we do. We get straight into the, 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 the detail. I'm going to ask you a big question first. SEO. Why do we need to do SEO? Sure. And the answer might be not everyone does. As if you've got leads and inbound sales coming out your ear holes, then uh, <laughs> maybe you're okay, but not many businesses have that problem. Yeah. So SEO, search engine optimization, it is it has many, many advantages. Um, and one of the kind of simple analogies I like to use often when I'm describing it is it's very much like uh, a mortgage. So it's it's not a quick thing. It's a long-term investment, whereas with a mortgage, of course, you're working towards eventually owning a property with seo you're working to eventually own the top spot on google so when someone searches for a service that you provide or a product that's related to what you do you want to come up top so then they're going to click through your website and then hopefully be converted into an inbound lead opportunity or sale um why is seo important well it's going to get you in front of ideal customers most people start their buying experience with a search engine, typically Google. So the chances are, if you're not on page one, then you're not. You're going to be missing out on a big chunk of opportunities to get in front of those prospects that are searching for potentially what you can help them with. All right. So let's let's put myself. So I'm in buyer mode now, and I'm thinking about SEO. It, let's let's see how good you pitch it now, Jake. I'm not going to put you on the spot <laughs> like that. But 
let, let's think want. about expectations because I think one of the things, and we we we, we probably work with similar similar sectors with similar problems. Expectations is a big thing to manage. Yeah. How long can SEO take? You know, we talk about a mortgage, maybe 25 years, 30 years might be a bit long to start seeing <laughs> on page one. What, what should be a realistic expectation from getting from a, let's say a business that's done moderate SEO, very little um, effort or focus on it through to getting to genuinely owning that top spot? As with many things, it depends how competitive your industry is. Mm-hmm. So I suppose going from one end of the spectrum to the other, if you're a local business and let's say you only operate in a certain town or city and perhaps your product is quite niche, you haven't got many competitors in your local area and it could be quite quick. It could literally be a case of you set up your website or maybe you've got a website already. You understand the search terms that you want to be ranking for. So you understand the products or services that are important. You actually want to generate business for from Google. Um, You make some updates to your content. You make some updates to the technical side of your site, which we can get into a bit later. Um, And then you perhaps do some, some more work off of your site, which again, we can chat about. And it might only take a couple of months if the competition's not that tight and you're operating quite a small niche and area. It could be fast. Whereas if you're a national brand um, or perhaps even international and you work with customers literally maybe all over the UK, maybe you do US, maybe you do further afield, then the chances are there's going to be a lot more competition, a lot more competitors fighting for the same, same spot, top spots on Google. Perhaps they're doing a ton of content. They're putting out loads of blogs, videos, infographics, all this good stuff, building links every day. Then you could be talking six months, 12 months, 18 months, depending on how tight that competition is. So yeah. it's quite a difference depending on what you're going after and let's say we're on that long-term one how do you measure success during the process so success at the end is i'm at top spot and then no doubt you have to keep on top spot which you know get there and give up um yeah in that journey can you measure the progress as you're going certainly can so one of the most important things you want to do is set up an analytics on your website so you want to get stuck into tools like first and foremost something like google analytics so whereby you can understand the traffic that's coming to your site, the traffic sources, so whether that's organic, which is going to be SEO, whether that's referrals from other sites, whether that's paid traffic from different ads or sponsored listings, et cetera. Um, and you're also going to, most importantly, which many business owners forget to do, is track your conversions. So right now, if you're not doing this, install analytics and then set up conversion tracking. So every time someone goes onto your website, they fill out an inquiry form. You've got a thank you page, which can be tracked. So then you can attribute that lead. And that conversion every time someone clicks a phone number on your website every time someone clicks an email so all those points or if someone makes a purchase of your e-commerce so all those points are tracked so that way you've got a foundation so you literally know what's going on with your website and then furthermore once you're if you're doing seo yourself or if you've got an seo company or freelancer then things that you can track are the rankings so that's one of the main things you want to want to check so your main search terms that you actually want to get leads or sales for you can measure those using tools like SEMrush, Ahrefs, and there's a bunch of others, or Uber Suggest. And what you can do is each month, it might be that when you first start an SEO campaign, these search terms might not even be ranked. And then it might be month one, they go from unranked to perhaps position 60, perhaps they're on page six or seven, then the next month they go up and the next month they go up. So you can track the rankings, you can track your website traffic with analytics, and you can track those conversions. Or if you're e-commerce, you can track that into attributable revenue. Brilliant. And and when you talk about conversions, let's layman terms that. What does that actually mean? That yeah. people doing a certain activity on your site? Ultimately, yeah. Most businesses want their website to act as a tool to grow their business, grow their revenue. So a conversion is any time a customer takes an action you want them to take on your website. 
Yeah. That could be filling out a lead inquiry form, a contact form, giving you a call, giving you a direct email, going on a chat bot, um, downloading an ebook or some kind of lead magnet or making some kind of purchase. So that's okay. a conversion. Brilliant. Fantastic. Now, SEO to a degree is considered by a lot of people as a bit of a dark art, you know, not quite sure what actually SEO means, what happens, what's part of the process. So can we maybe just spend a few minutes stripping it down? So I'm going to do run an SEO program for um, for a B2B organization. What yep. do you as an SEO agency or an expert actually do as part of that process? What are the things that you look at? What are the pillars that we're able to lean on to to move the rankings up? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is something I ramble on a bit about on LinkedIn. SEO does frustrate me a bit because not all, but just like any industry, there's there's a few cowboys knocking about, um, mm. which I'm sure is the same for your space, Owen. Mm. And, and I'm sure many people tuning in are thinking, yeah, we've got a few of those knocking about. So what does annoy me is when companies try to bamboozle you with jargon. So they're talking mm. about SEO and they're, they're saying like, yeah, you've got to monetize your keywords. You've got to do all this research. You've got to make sure your meta titles, your data, your technical things are all sound, um, which is fine if you're talking to kind of a marketing manager or someone that does understand SEO. Um, but if you're just confusing people into kind of making them think that you can help, then it's, it's never a great start. So there are some, whilst SEO can be simplified, it does, of course, take, take, take a bit of expertise to get it right, as with many things. So there's a few foundations to SEO. And what you want to think about is two main pillars, everything on your website, so on-site SEO, and everything off your website, everything you do off your website called off-site SEO. Those are the two main things. But I'll break down the process in a couple of minutes and then feel free to jump in if you want to kind of pause me at any time. Brilliant. So initially, what you want to do is you want to think about if we're going to do an SEO campaign, if we want to get our website organically up to page one in Google, we initially need to do our keyword research. What does that mean? Well, we need to think about if we're a B2B company, let's say we're a SaaS company, we offer some kind of software as a service product. What do we want to get leads for? What do we want to get demo requests or inquiry fields for? What are the products that we actually want to, to be searched for? If we were providing, let's say, some kind of accounting system, then we might want to be found for best accountant um, software um, or how to find accountant software um, or let's say zero versus QuickBooks if we were them. So the good thing about this keyword research is you can do different levels of the buyer journey, different levels of the sales funnel. So you can, with your SEO, you can capture people that are further along or shorter along the buying process. So you can do top of funnel searches which might be how, things to think about or things to consider before investing in accounting software. Um, you could do middle of the funnel uh, searches, which might be, again, QuickBooks versus Zero, so someone who's ready to compare, or bottom of the funnel, someone who's probably ready to buy or ready to request a demo, which might be best accounting software. So think about the search terms um, you want to rank for. You can use tools like SEMrush, Google Keyword Planner, Ahrefs. They're going to give you data on your competitors, how many searches these search terms get per month, um, and a bit of info around those. Once you have agreed on, let's say you've got 20 or so search terms yourself, your team or your company that you're working with want to rank for, then you need to do two things to your website. If you've got a website, which you need by this point, you need to um... <laughs> talking, talking about SEO if you haven't got a website. <laughs> exactly. So you need to do a technical audit of the site and you need to do a content audit of the website. So mm. technical audit typically looks at things like page speed. So Google recently wrote, um, launched an update called Core Web Vitals. And a big part of that is making sure your website is super quick 
um, in terms of loading speed, because if your website's slow, people will just get frustrated and they'll head to a competitor. So can I jump in on that bit? What mm-hmm. makes a website slow? What are the things that might slow a website down? Yeah, a ton of things. So it could be you've got too many videos, you've got large scale images that slow it down. Maybe you've got kind of a big banner area that's kind of got a sliding scroll style banner that just moves really yeah. slow. Maybe you're just trying to pack too much into your homepage. Um, or maybe you've got a heavy outdated piece of software. Maybe you build it on an old version of WordPress that needs to be updated or your, your content management system, your web platform is just behind the times. There's a number of things that, um, that can slow down websites. It's interesting. I'm gonna, I am going to touch on this. I know I, you've got more, and don't forget where we're going on this. Yeah. Um, but we've had this debate internally in the past, where we used to have a what I thought was a really cool video on our website, but yeah. it was it was you know it was a it was a, a very good quality video, and it was clearly slowing the website down. Um, and load speed became more important. Then we had this internal debate around: do we compress the video down, and then you lose a little bit of quality? So you, you know, it goes, it goes, doesn't look as um, as high definition, so to speak. Do we? And we 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 get it halfway there. Do we lose the video and just go image led, which maybe has a lesser impact, but then the performance of the website, so you get more people there. Yeah. And I feel like there always has to be a compromise. Is that true? Is there a compromise all the time, or is there a a way of nailing it where you can have, yeah, really high definition quality video? and yeah. get the speed at the same time yeah usually it's about not always but sometimes it's about getting the best of both worlds so if you haven't yet i'd advise go on a tool called page speed insights mm-hmm. google page speed insights google that now you can put in your website link click at go and then it'll give you your page score for mobile and desktop straight away nice, nice. and it gives you tips so if it's if it is slow um like let's say because it gives you a score out of 100 for mobile and desktop if it is slow it gives you actionable tips like you need to reduce this so you need to change this but to go to your point with video what we've done for a few of our clients is you're quite well if you're quite right if you start embedding a bunch of youtube or vimeo videos it's going to slow down so sometimes we do like an image thumbnail which has the play button inside the thumbnail and you click it and then it does a pop-up video um that sometimes works quite well yeah okay you got your next point? Sorry, I dived in, but yeah, I didn't yeah. want to ask about that. Are you happy keeping going? Yeah, so do basically, once you've sorted out your keywords, you want to do a technical review of your site and a content review. So technical, yeah, looking at page speed, making sure that things like meta titles, meta descriptions, what that actually means in layman terms is when you search something on Google, you'll see there's a headline and you'll see there's a little paragraph of the text on each listing and each ranking. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Um, looking at things like alt tags, which is the little message that comes up when you hover over an image. Um, Why does that matter? Something that tells a search engine what the image is about, Got you. basically. Um, that's so th- how you describe the image to, yeah. the, to the search engine. Yep, and then page titles that literally describe what the page is. Um, so, and there's another thing you need to do. So one mistake that sometimes is made in SEO is that people try and link all of their keywords. So when they do link building, things like that to their homepage which isn't the best thing because ultimately when you're working with Google, Google wants to give people the most relevant and helpful response to their query. Mm -hmm. So especially if you're searching something like, let's go back to the accounting example, uh, best accounting software. If we're just linking to your homepage, it's probably just got a value proposition about you, maybe some social proof, some reviews, maybe some ideas of your services and some call to actions linking to other pages. Whereas if you had a specific article page or information page that was purely focused on how to find the best uh, accounting software that might have, let's say it's got a video, it's got uh, some information, some content, it's got an infographic, like an image explaining the best best points, maybe a podcast, that's gonna help you a lot more and give someone the answer to their questions. Um, 
So those are a few quick points on the technical side of things. Then you need to do a content audit, which touches on what we just said there, making sure your search terms go to relevant, helpful, informative pages, um, and making sure essentially you've got the best possible content to match these search terms that we're going after on your website. So it's all about getting it technically sound from a kind of more complex technical aspect and also your content, because there's no point doing a bunch of link building content creation off your website until your website is sound um, mm. as a foundation. Chili Piper is an advanced scheduling solution for B2B revenue teams. Rather than listen to me ramble on, here's a super happy customer describing how Chili Piper has revolutionized the way they work. Chili Piper as a tool has just become part of our fabric. It's our meeting booking system for our prospects. And you'll be pleased to hear it just does it. It's like the ideal piece of software, which you don't have to babysit. It just does what it needs to do. My SDR team like using it as well. The main bulk of their role is outbound prospecting, which they use Chili Piper to book, book those meetings. Ultimately, they are booking meetings for the account executive. Their handoff is working you know, really well. You just heard there how Chili Piper can free up resources and turbocharge your productivity. Book your free demo today over at chilipiper.com slash BGS. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I per.com slash bgs chilipiper.com slash bgs are you tired of the competition stealing your potential clients and website traffic just because they rank higher than you on google for the main services or products you offer or maybe you're already investing in seo or marketing but your website's failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads or perhaps you already work with a web or SEO agency, but they're just not getting you the results they promised. Let's fix that. Get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Mention the podcast and set up a call with Sam to see if we can help you with the results today. Do you find people start with SEO and then dive off? Because we've talked about it taking 12, 18 months and there's a lot of stuff in there that you've talked about and that's not an overnight job to do it, to get it to no. the point at which you're happy with now. And then of course the world moves. So you need more content next week and the week after. And then you, you as you upload that content, you've got to think about the, 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 the technical side of things each and every time you do that, um, create new pages, all those sorts of things. Yeah. This is an ongoing job. I, I, I'm envisaging people seeing the end and going, I really want to get there, but not having the, the, the tolerance, the resilience to get through that process. How common is that? Yeah, 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 it's, it's really common. So mm. I think that one of the biggest mistakes that companies might make is not having a multi-channel approach to marketing. Yeah. So if you're placing all your eggs in the SEO basket, if you are, like we say, a, a big SaaS or your multinational company that serves a bunch of countries has huge competition, it's not going to be quick, especially if you're a startup. It's going to take time, right? Because competitors have been doing it years ahead of you. Yeah. So you've got to have a, a solid strategy. You've got to make sure you're going after the right search terms, thinking about the different levels of the buyer journey, and then start doing the things we talk about. And we'll get onto offsite in a minute. Um, yeah, so it's not fast. So yeah, I'd say adopt a multi-channel strategy. So you're not purely sitting there waiting for the SEO leads to come in because you might be <laughs> waiting a little while. Um, yeah. 
so yeah looking at other avenues whether that is investing mm -hmm. in paid ads outbound calling um email marketing mm -hmm. linkedin marketing whatever wherever your target audience hangs out don't put all your eggs in, in one basket whatever marketing channel we're talking about so let, let, we're getting into sales now because I know that as part of your role, you sell web choices services as well. So um, yeah, I think it's 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 really nice to to, to overlap into sales for a moment. Um, although I think they're very closely aligned, regardless. So how do you sell, and what have you learned from selling these services to people who aren't going to get a, a quick return? Because we we have that challenge as well. And you get people who get it and people that don't. Is it? Is it about qualifying people out that, that just don't have the right expectations? Can you change their expectations? I'm thinking about, you know, there's a challenge there for somebody who's going to buy something and not see any return on it for eight, 18 months. What would be your tips to people that sell services like that? Solid discovery calls. So in my opinion, discovery is the most important part of the sales process. Yep. So your first call after you get a qualified lead with the customer. So like you say, not everyone you speak to is going to be a good fit for your service. Mm. So if you're if I'm speaking to marketing uh, directors or managers they're probably quite quite a good fit not always but they understand how seo works whereas if i'm talking to a small to medium-sized business owner they may not have as much of experience which is fine so we've got to kind of set expectations right we've got to talk to them through kind of what's who do you want to target with your business what kind of um if they're a b2b company they want inquiries what is an what does an ideal lead look like um what's an average order value What's your typical sales cycle? What are you doing right now to generate business? Um, understand where they're at now. If they're just doing purely word of mouth, perhaps they're spending a lot of money on ads. Perhaps mm. they're frustrated that the ad spend is so high and their return off it's slow. Then SEO may be a great fit long term. Yeah. So they can lower their ad spend and uh, increase their brand positioning with SEO. So understanding where they're at now, how quickly they want to see results. If they say, look, I want something next week or it's not going to work. Well, I'm afraid SEO is probably not going to be the best fit for you. You probably want to look at some kind of paid advertising or sponsored yeah. ads and stuff. Yeah. So really taking the time to understand where they're at now, where they want to get to, why that's important to them and their goals in terms of kind of web traffic, revenue, mm. inbound leads, et cetera, and then yeah. determining if it's going to be a sensible fit or not. Mm. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm focusing in on this long-term thing here because I think it's a really interesting concept. And I think there's one of the, one of the, the common misconceptions around things like SEO and any really any kind of sales and marketing activity, they all take longer than you think they're going to take. And, and SEO mm -hmm. is one of those that probably more so than anything for the majority of industries. And I think, like you said, there's some exceptions if you're local and you, you do something quite niche and yeah, yeah. lucky you. Uh, but I'm guessing that's an exception and not normal. So if we look at that, that, that long term, that long term piece, when would a company take that um, take that, take that action and start the process. Because like you said, there are companies now that have got loads of leads coming in there. Maybe their paid channels are working well. Maybe their referral network is working well. Maybe their outbound strategy is working well, but they know that SEO is on their radar. They know they need to do it at some point, but yep. biting the bullet and taking budget away from something that's delivering today for something that's going to deliver in 12 months, 18 months feels like a a backward step to go forwards, and I'm guessing that's quite hard for some people to do. So, you know, any learnings there you can give to people that are really sitting in that? I know I need to do it, camp, but it's just a timing thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, let me stir the pot a bit first, though. Um, <laughs> so, there's a ton of B2B SaaS companies spending thousands, tens of thousands on webinars. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying webinars are bad. In fact, we've done them in the past. They've generated some good leads. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't through gated content. So a lot of people mm -hmm. are putting out gated content, not always against gated content. Can be good if the resource is really sought after after your yeah. target market and really valuable. 
But if you're driving thousands and thousands of um, email sign-up webinar leads, and then you're telling your sales team to just start calling them, start cold emailing them, et cetera, that's going to burn a lot of their time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to sift for a lot of nonsense before they get to some gold dust. Yeah. Um, whereas, yes, SEO is going to take longer. Um, it's going to take a longer to get, to get those rankings if you're in a competitive space and, and get those inbound opportunities. But the, the ones that come through are going to be a lot higher quality on the basis mm. that your website yeah. clearly showcases what you do, builds that trust, is there to, to qualify out poor fit leads. Um, yeah. So the leads that you do get will be better. Um, but when, when should you do it? I mean, the sooner the better, really. Um, so as an example, quick story, when probably about four or five years ago, I started a brand new startup marketing company with a friend. There was just two of us. There was three things we knew we needed to do when we started this marketing company. So we, we were basically like air marketing, Owen, but mm. on a smaller scale, we did data mm. leads and kind of outsource sales. Mm. We knew we needed to hit the phones. We knew we needed to tap up any referral partners partners because mm-hmm. we're brand new. We knew we needed a website and we knew we needed an SEO plan. So mm-hmm. what we invested in straight away was a website. So we spent a few grand on the website and we um, invested in SEO. And we knew that was going to take probably six or so months. Yeah. And then for those first two, three months, I was just cold calling on the phones, building up appointments, building up referrals, building up network partners, et cetera. Started to get a few leads in. Then by probably month three or four, then we started inbound coming in. Bearing mm-hmm. in mind, we had pretty much no marketing budget in what we did want an SEO. Mm-hmm. And by that time, it meant we were steadily getting more and more inbound from SEO. Then we could ramp some money into paid ads so we could get a more consistent mm-hmm. flow of leads through Google AdWords, pay-per-click and SEO, yeah. and then ramp up from there. So yeah. hands-on, I can say the sooner the be- better, as long as you take the time to understand kind of what you want to get out of the SEO plan. Do you know, I'm, I, uh, you, I love the way you use the word stir the pot. And there's two, two things that came to mind as we were talking. <laughs> then. One is effectively what you're saying is hire one one fewer outbound salesperson and put that budget into SEO and long term you get a better result. Um, I think one of the things I'm learning is that, that, that even though I talk outbound sales a lot and you'll talk SEO, I think we're quite balanced in our opinions and we recognize that you know, yeah. not putting all your eggs in one basket is a sensible business growth strategy full stop. So I hear you on that. And I, I, as much as I'd like to think you're stirring the pot and I I, I, um, I would challenge you, I, I'm not going to actually. I think you might actually be might be right. There you go. I said it um, on that one with the um, with the, 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 the second piece about it. I'm really interested to hear that your first thought when you started up was to go with SEO to then feed PPC. And I'll tell you why. When I started air, I did completely the opposite. I knew yep. that PPC would deliver me a faster return, would get me profitability in the bank to go and pay for something like SEO that was a longer term thing. So why did you do it that way round? It's because we'd both been at organizations before as employees where they had SEO strategies. Got you. So, so we knew that good. SEO could work. We yeah. just knew we had to be patient. So that's why I mm. thought well, I'll hit the phones, top of funnel, cold calling, yeah. generate some appointments. That's going to take me a while to nurture through. Yeah. And by the time those are coming to fruition, then probably the SEO would, would kick in, which it did. And yeah. because we had such a tight marketing budget, we literally spent like not much at all, a few hundred quid a month on SEO, yeah. um, which is very, very low and did the content ourselves. And then it just kind of ticked along over time. I love the way you did very, very low. So don't phone Sam if you want to spend 300 months on 300 <laughs> pound a month on SEO. He can't help you. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I love it. Uh, give us a, give us a great example. So, um, 
you know, give us a, give us a, a bit of a case study, a bit of a chance to show off of, of, of something you're really proud of when you've taken a site that maybe hasn't had any SEO to, to something that's really, really gone and, and, and you know, and, and, and killed it with with page rankings and performance. Yeah, I mean, not not too bothered about showing off too much. But I mean, I think one thing to consider if you're going to employ an SEO agency um, or company or freelance or whatever, make sure they can eat their own dog food or they drink their own champagne. So much like with, with you guys, I mean, some examples of ours. So we're if you search web development company, we're page one organically ahead of about 100,000 web agencies in the UK. Um, and we've got a bunch of SEO terms as well that are kind of organically page one as well. How long did that take you? That took time because <laughs> it's massively competitive. So a good kind of year plus, and we're still kind of added, adding to it now because mm. like many industries, people are constantly trying to get above you. So we've yeah. got to make sure we're creating valuable content. We're building quality links. and mm. um, We're doing all that good stuff, which is what's called offsite. Have SEO. you ever dropped off? Have you ever got we have. Off? Yeah, yeah. One of the recent up updates, we lost some of our terms. Mm. Um, so they dropped to kind of page two and page three, which is an issue you'll face when you're in a really tight space. So yeah. um yeah, constantly having kind of increases and fluctuations. Ramp it up, ramp more content. Yeah, ramp, ramp up content. I mean, like I say, we don't purely rely on SEO. Whilst to give you an idea of our business, so we there's three main channels that generate us inbound, yep. inbound leads, SEO, paid ads and sponsored ads, um, mm -hmm. and then LinkedIn. Those are our mm -hmm. top three lead gen sources, and that's yep. all organic LinkedIn just for the mm -hmm. content I put out. Um, and then there's after that, you've perhaps got referrals, word of mouth mm. and some smaller channels that drive revenue. So yeah. whilst I love SEO and it's it's our number one, you've got to have those backup channels there in case mm. one of them kicks the pot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to have some channels you own. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's it's, it's pretty cutthroat in so much as you end up on page two. Let's use that example. End up on page, you're up on page one, you end up on page two for something out of what is it? Over 100,000 agencies that offer those services. That's something to be pretty proud of in normal worlds, isn't it? And you know, normal normal circumstances. But here you are on page two, probably never going to be found. Is that still the right attitude that if you're not on page one, you don't exist? Well, there's that joker, and that the best place to hide a dead body is page two of Google. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, page one is mark. Well, market share is the top top organic result, and then the top three after the top three organic searches, which is just under the paid ads, then mm. it goes down dramatically and. Yeah. Page two, you're talking such a low percent um, mm. that you really, you really need to to, to work to get it up there. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of ways you can do that, but like we say, depending on on the industry. Yeah. One one thing you want to consider is if you're if you are a startup or you are you haven't done SEO before, going for things like best X provider, best CRM provider, best accounting software is going to be massively competitive, right? Because everyone's going to want those terms. Mm. They're buying searches. People were probably yeah. going to request a dummy. So thinking about mixing in some top of funnel searches, like how to find the best X or things to consider before doing X. Or if you get a bit bit niche, like best mm. accounting software for sales. Or mm. If you've got a specific industry you hit, doing that, because then there's probably a little bit less competition. You might mm. be able to rank a bit faster. So yeah. there are yeah. kind of higher intense search terms you can go mm. after that might be quicker. Hey, 100,000 agencies, what percentage of those are any good at it? Because it, it strikes me that there's a lot of similarities between that and things like what we do and recruitment where it's, I'm going to say it's low point of entry. You know, it's it's fairly easy to call yourself an expert in something. You don't need a qualification. You don't need to go to to, to university to like you would to be a doctor and, and pass an exam. You just, you just do and off you go. 
you know, there can't be 100,000 agencies out there that are exceptional at it. And, and I'm guessing it's like anything, there's a, there's a degree of expertise and, and experience that comes with it. But you just hear so many people get baffled by the, the SEO journey and not seeing progress and not really understanding what their agencies are doing. Have you got a sense of, you know, are there, are there is it one in 10 that are any good? What, what, what does the market really look like? Yeah, I've got a checklist that I'd probably recommend. So if you're thinking mm. about getting an SEO freelancer or company in, mm-hmm. I I actually wrote a post the other day on LinkedIn. So I what did I say? I said something like, make sure they practice what they preach. So they've actually yeah. got rankings themselves that they can show you or and examples for customers in perhaps similar fields. Um, most importantly, make sure that you're aligned on what is success. Mm. So what is success for your business? Is it you just because some big brands just want to do SEO literally as a brand building and trust building exercise. Yeah. Because if someone consistently sees you top of Google organically, then that, that's going to build trust mm-hmm. over time that you're a player in your space. Um, but others might purely want to get inbound leads. E-commerce companies might want to purely get sales. So what yeah. do you want to get um, out of this? And are there s- certain targets? I like six months in, we want to get X amount of leads per month or per week, or we want to generate X amount of revenue. Um, so set out what those expectations are and make sure you're aligned, make sure you're agreed. And yeah, then make sure that they take the time to explain what they're going to be doing each month um, yeah. and how they're going to deliver it. Talk about what the deliverables are, what the work they'll do on your website, how you'll work together, if you're going to work together on content or if the agency is just going to create that out for you in terms of building links, in terms of helping with updating your site. So taking the time really to understand what's important to the business, the outcomes they want, how you're going to be working together on a monthly basis, mm. what reporting looks like and make sure it's clear and both sides of the table are ha- happy with the agreement really and yeah. Yeah. process. We've talked about content a lot today. What's more important, quality of content or quantity of content? For SEO? Yeah. Quality. Um, so, I put I, again, I put some on LinkedIn because I, I say LinkedIn, I whilst I bash out a post each day, I'm not too bothered about how I try and make it actionable, so a takeaway mm. tip, but SEO is the other end of the scale. So, yeah. because in most industries, they're so fierce. Mm. So, one thing you can do, if there's a certain search term that you want to rank for, then type it into Google now, see what the top couple organic listings are doing. So they might have an article, they might have an information page, and then you need to one up them. So they might have perhaps, a web, let's say we're looking for, I don't know, let's go back to the best accounting software example. So we've typed that in Google, we've seen the first two results. They've perhaps got a bunch of information on, on how, to, how to find the right vendor. Perhaps they've got uh, an image um, and perhaps they've got maybe a little video. What you can do is make sure you're, your um, piece is is more detailed, it's more informative, it covers more bases, perhaps you've got a frequently asked questions section, perhaps you've got a video on it, perhaps you've got a podcast interview specifically on the topic, perhaps you've got a link to a blog post, perhaps you've got an industry statistic. So just looking at gaps where you can make yours more educational, more entertaining, more helpful, um, and then that's going to be one one piece of the puzzle to get, getting ahead. Yeah, so gone are the days where you used to write your search term over and over again on the back on the back of the the, the web page and those sorts. Of yeah, things. I wish it was that easy. I wish you could just <laughs> keyword stuff like um, best X or whatever you want to do on the page and then just get to the top because yeah. I'd make a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, and again, this is one of those things. I think this is a um, a criticism of the industry, but I think you can find this across all industries where you know, we have a responsibility to explain the best way of doing things, the right way of doing things, and there are. You know, your, your phrase earlier about cowboys is true, but I think even there are good people out there that just don't understand that, that you need to help 
buyers on the journey of genuinely comprehending the process and genuinely understanding the 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 the, the ins and outs of what's going to happen versus the end result and just promising it and i think that's a yeah. really dangerous game that, that unfortunately makes it harder for, for for people doing it well and doing it right um and uh, yeah i think it's a really it, seo is one that often stands out for me as being it, it yeah, it's a bit like taking if you don't know a car and you take your car to the mechanic and starts bamboozling you with all this stuff about the engine and you just you're too embarrassed to say you don't know so you nod yeah. along pretending like you do and you've just paid a thousand pounds more than you need to you know it's 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 it, there are a lot of comparables between those so Definitely. i love the way that you've brought it to normal language today and helped us really understand so let's let's just circle back and and if there's anything you want to add that we've missed by all means add it but if we just take the top two three four five things that you would remind everybody that if you're thinking of seo these are the 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 the, the, the points that you should take away from these con this conversation yep. either talked about or if there's something we've missed added in what would they be yeah let's try and give a quick snapshot so mm. first before you do any seo make sure you you're in agreement with your team or your, your company that you're going to work with on what the results you want to what the outcomes you want are yeah. so i.e building brand website traffic leads revenue etc make sure you're crystal clear then understand the services or products you actually want to get ranked um, and then do your keyword research which you can use tools like semrush ahrefs google keyword planner um and think about different levels of the sales funnel and how you can tackle those. Then you need to look at your on-site SEO. Um, so key things like making your website page speed as quick as possible. Use tools like Google Page PageSpeed Insights. So thinking about making your website fast to load, making sure the technical elements, meta tags, descriptions um, are all on point. Um, looking at the content so making sure the pages on your content actually are relevant to the search terms so the search terms that are going to link to those pages answer people's questions are helpful and useful resource and then off-site seo which we've not talked about so typically if we're doing an seo campaign we want to be putting out content on other websites not just our own so whether that is articles blog posts press releases infographics animated videos and so on we want to get them onto other what are called high domain authority websites. And those could be blogging sites, those could be article submission sites, question and answer sites like Quora, where we can submit our content. Um, it's gonna be a useful, helpful resource, and it's gonna have a link back to one of the keywords that we're targeting or two of the keywords we're targeting. Um, and that's a big part of the SEO puzzle, building links, putting out and distributing content onto relevant industry websites to build up our own domain authority, build up our backlinks, build up our, our link juice on Google, um, and over time push up our Google organic rankings. Yeah. So that's something you need a solid offsite strategy to distribute content and build links. Yeah. Um, and it all needs to be measured, right? So yeah. you need to make sure Google Analytics is set up on your website. We're tracking all those, we're tracking the traffic, we're tracking the traffic sources. So if you do other marketing campaigns, maybe you do paid ads, we wanna be able to attribute what was organic, what was paid ads, what was LinkedIn, what was social, et cetera. Um, and then we want to measure the conversions. So anytime someone fills out an inquiry form, phones you, emails you, makes a purchase, et cetera, fills out a lead magnet, yeah. we want to be able to attribute those uh, conversions mm -hmm. um, on the site and then report it all, understand at the end of the month what rankings we've increased, the traffic we've got, the results we've achieved, et cetera. That's some of the foundations. Love that. And look, if, if, if I look at our, our audience, um, we'll have people who work in marketing, people who are founders of businesses, who own revenue as a whole. Clearly, they'll care about this. Mm. What would you say to salespeople about SEO? Should they care about it? And if so, why? They should care about it if, it's, if the leads are getting given to them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, then they probably don't. I mean, ultimately, if, if I was just a sales rep in a company and I 
had to do a bit of outbound. I got a few leads a week, then I'd probably be quite sound without knowing where they came from. Yeah. Um, unless I guess they're as higher up in the chain, if they're perhaps director of sales or a sales manager, then mm. they might be more questionable to or more, yeah. I suppose, accountable to, yeah. to the lead sources as you go I'm higher up the chain. What's the sort of, um, I know this, again, the answer will be depends, but when we talk about volume of inquiries coming in and, and increases, have you got sort of a, a, a range or a best case, worst case, if we're getting, you know, 50 inquiries a month now using PPC referral, that sort of stuff, some social, if I switch on organic SEO and it really starts to go for it, what, what, what sort of volume increases can I expect as a, as a worst case and a best case? Yeah, so the good thing is if you do things like you guys, if you do Google AdWords already, then you can have an idea for what's working well in the market yeah. and some yeah. of the main search terms you want to tap into. Mm. Um, but then again, you can use a tool like SEMrush, which where you can literally search keywords and it will yeah. tell you how much traffic those search terms get. Um, so if you are doing ads already, and you've got a rough idea what that's converting at, you can do a calculation. The thing is, it's never going to be that accurate because everyone responds differently to a website. And it's also mm. on the basis that your website or your landing page does a great job at yeah, convincing that person and converting them into an inquiry. Mm. So there's a lot of factors you need to take in. Um, but there are there are some kind of calculations. But as as with most marketing, it's it can never be nailed down 100 percent because the buyer journey is, is so varied. Yeah, really interesting. Sam, thank you. Because what, what I think I, I've learned lots today um, and I've taken some, some really good takeaways and even even the tools that you're using and some some valuable tools that we can bring into our research around this is this is, is something we're looking at. I'm sure there are lots of people out there who are doing SEO and it's not not going as well as they'd like or not doing it and considering it. So naturally, people might want to drop you a line after this and get in touch. How's it sounds like you hang out on LinkedIn the most and certainly we see each other on there. Is that the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so by all means, connect with me on LinkedIn, Sam Dunning. I put actionable tips across websites and SEO every day. Um, otherwise, if you want some more free tips to steal, then check out Business Growth Show. We do interviews um, and I do a solo episode to, again, provide tips each week. Otherwise, if you're perhaps frustrated that your website isn't generating a steady flow of inbound sales or leads, um, or perhaps you're annoyed because you can constantly see the competition higher than you on Google when you're searching for what you do <laughs> or the product you offer, then get in touch with us. It's webchoiceuk.com. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm sure some people will be doing that off the back of the day. Sam, thank you so much. It's really nice to be sat on the other side listening to you because uh, we've, we've talked so many times and we've always talked about what we do. So it's nice to, to, to get some insight and you're you're clearly a guy who knows his stuff and, and, and it's fantastic to, to listen to you and to learn from you. So thank you so much for joining us on the show. Cheers for having me, Owen. Good fun. Pleasure. Bye.